This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. One of the perks of going away for Shabbos, besides for getting a vacation, is you get to see what they do in other shuls. Now you dive into the same shul every time. You don't get to see what else is out there. So I was in a shul this past Friday night that I saw something that I don't... I don't remember seeing anywhere else in America. Could be I don't get out enough. I know I don't get out enough. But uh, what I saw was Friday night at the end of uh, the bracha of Hashkivenu. They finished off the bracha and they went straight to Kaddish. They skipped Bisham B'nai Yisrael as Hashamas. So it begs the question, are they right or are we right? Where's the whole Bisham who come in? So the truth is, if you look, it's hard to find where exactly was the original source for reciting Bisham It's brought down already Bisman Harashi. Contemporaries of Rashi already bring down this idea of saying Bishamru. It's a very beautiful piece. Kalbach has a piece for it. Everyone sings it. But the question is, it presents a halachic question. What's the halachic question? We have an idea that we want to be masmich geula latfila. We want to always have that we go straight in from something referring to gulas Yisrael, straight into the Shemana Esrei. So Bishamru, although it's a beautiful piece and talks about Shabbos, it doesn't seem to fit anything to do with the geula. So on its basic level, it should be a hefzik. So we should not do it. Now, why do we do it? So if you take a look in the tour, the tour is the first one, to, in halach at least, the tour is the first one to bring down this practice. And he records this practice and he says, you should do it. And he says, ah, you'll ask me, Akasha, what happened to Masmech Gula Lutfila? So he says, no, Shmir Shabbos is connected to the Gula. Why? Because he quotes from Chazal, if we would have kept Shabbos, if we would have kept two Shabboses, we would have been Nigal. So Shmir Shabbos and Gula go hand in hand. Therefore, writes the Torah, it's not a hefsik with something not relevant to Gula. It's me'en ha-gula. Therefore, says the Torah, that's why we say this pasuk, this psukim of Yishom ben Yisrael, right before we start Ma'ruf. Now, it's interesting, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, he does not bring down this minog to say Yishom ben Yisrael as a Shabbos before Shemana Esri. I did look up in Yakut Yosef, he does quote it, and I believe that Svarim do say it. But it's not found in Shulchan Aruch. Mishtabur references it at the end of Simirei Samach Zayin. But it's not found in Shulchan Aruch, but it's found in the Torah. And it's found by quite a few Rishonim. Dating back to the earliest time I found where Rishonim already was Manharashi that quoted this practice to save Vishamru. Now, if that's the pshat, so we at least can understand why you save Vishamru Friday night. What's the problem? The problem is the Prima Godim and other Achorinim bring out that there was a minag on Yom Tif, which we do. It's not only on Shabbos to say Bishamru, but on each Yom Tif to mention a Pasuk that's related to the Yom Tif. On Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Then you got a much bigger problem. What are you going to tell me? That has to do with the Geula. What does that have to do with the Geula? Tikkub HaChoydish Shoifer, right? What does that have to do with the Geula? All these beautiful Pesukim that we recite uh, about the Yom Tif have nothing to do with the actual gula. So Bishlam on Friday night, you can get away with it by telling me Shmir Shabbos is connected to the gula. But what are you going to tell me when it comes to Yom Tov? So that, Lukhair, is a problem. So Taka Lahalacha, some place can Taka draw a distinction between saying Vishomru Friday night and saying those additions on Yom Tov. Some are more comfortable with saying Vishomru on Friday night and less comfortable with the recitations on Yom Tov. But if you take a look at the Drisha, the Drisha has a Chiddush. The Drisha on the tour over there in Simiresh Samarzain, he says, no. That all these psukim, Vishamru and Yom Toivim psukim, they're like a, a they're like the beginning of the Shemana Esrei. Since they talk about the the Shabbos or the Yom Tif, they're already like the Haschalta of the Shemana Esrei, which is very funny because we say a Kaddish in between. 
But the Machzavitri says even a bigger Chiddush. The Machzavitri writes, Machzavitri was a Talmud of Rashi. The Machzavitri writes that these recitations should be said quietly. Just like Shemana Esrei said quietly. So he holds all these little additions that we make before the Shemana Esrei are like the beginning of Shemana Esrei, called the intro, call it the beginning of Shemana Esrei. And Taka the Machzavitri writes they should be done belachash um, for that reason. But Lamaisa, the Mishnah Burbank example from the Prima Gaudim, at the minute is the attack on Yom Tif, we do say these recitations, as well as on Shabbos we say Vishamru. <clears throat> so what's the reason not to say Vishamru? Or where is the reason not to say Vishamru? So that's already found in the Vilna Gaudim, the Maisa Rav. If you take a look in the Maisa Rav, the Vilna Gaudim, where he records the various practices of the Vilna Gaudim, there it says that the Grod didn't say Vishamru. Now if anyone actually looks up that Maisa Rav, they'll find something fascinating. It's not just that the Grod didn't say Vishamru. The Grod davened in the shul where they did say Vishamru. In the Grod shul they said Vishamru. The Grod didn't. But in the shul they said Vishamru. So he writes, he says, that the Grod didn't say Vishamru, but the Tzibur did and the Shatz did. But the Grod didn't. That's exactly. So the Vilna Goyen didn't, but everyone around him was saying it. That's what it says clearly in the Maiserat. So the Vilna Goyen, and he's not the only one, Besides the Vilna Goyin, the Shulchan Aruch Rav, the Balatanya, was also against saying Vishamru. Which is why many people say today, oh, not saying Vishamru is a Minig Yerushalayim. So Moshe Feinstein points out nothing to do with Yerushalayim. Do you know why it's Minig Yerushalayim? Because it happens to be that the Vilna Goyin and the Balatanya had Talmidim who moved to Eretz Yisrael and they settled in Yerushalayim. So they followed their Rebbe's practice. Their Rebbe didn't say Vishamru, and that's why they call it Minig Yerushalayim. But Ramayi says it's not to do with Yerushalayim. It's not Kedushas Eretz Yisrael that has anything to do with this. It has to do with the Talmidim of these Rabbanim ended up moving to Eretz Yisrael and predominantly to Yerushalayim. And that's why in Yerushalayim they don't say it because it's the Minig HaGra. But Lamaisa, <coughs> the cash is on, on, let's go the other way. I, what happened to Masmech Gul Tzfil is really not such a problem. Because if you take a look, we know that we pass in Me'ikar Adin on Rosh Chodesh, by Mayrev, you can really say, you know, remind, remember to say Yal Yava. Or Yal Yava, you could say. I to have sick. So we know the Ramah Paskins that Masmech Gul Tzfil is less of a problem in Mayrev than it is by Shachas. By Mayrev, it's less problematic. So the Rajbo makes it sushtal. He says, Trisha quotes this, that the same way by Rosh Chodesh Mayrif, you're allowed to say Yalavi Avoy, so too you can say Vishamru. And that's how he gets around the cash of the Vilna Goyen. But the Vilna Goyen didn't hold of any of this. The Vilna Goyen thought everything is a problem, and for that reason the Vilna Goyen didn't say Vishamru. So this shul, Mestama holds like the Vilna Goyen. Okay, very good. So what happens to a guy like me? I don't dive in the shul, I'm a, I'm a visitor. What do I do? Do I say Vishamru? Don't I say Vishamru? Do I join them? Don't I join them? What are you supposed to do? So it's interesting, if you look in the Paiskim, they talk about, let's say, for example, your minig, right? Your minig is to say it, and they don't say it. So Abeliashev says that you could say it. You could say it, you just have to, you don't have a lot of time, you gotta hurry it up before they start Kaddish, but Abeliashev held you could say it. So Abeliashev said you could say it. Abshamiz Zalman said the other way. Abshamiz Zalman said, no, you don't have to say it. He said, if you want to, you could, but you talk, you don't have to. You can follow minig amokim, and you skip, you save yourself whatever it is, 30 seconds, you skip out Vishamru. The shayl comes up the other direction. Let's say you dive into the shul that doesn't say Vishamru, and you come to a shul that says Vishamru. What do you do then? So then the chayra, you have the biggest right from the Vilna Goyen. What did the Vilna Goyen do? He didn't say it, and everyone else around him said it. So the chayra, from the, from the Vilna Goyen, you have the biggest psaq. If you come to a shul that says Vishamru, and you don't say Vishamru, so you don't say Vishamru, no problem. But it's interesting, Shmuel Kamenetsky writes, and it's quoted in one of the, in the Sefer Kaivetz Alachas, he writes a Chiddush. He says, this whole din of the Grah is only talking about when it's not clear that you're not saying it. 
Meaning, if everyone's watching you and they're waiting to see what's the, you know, the Yushalmi going to do, and they see you not saying it, then you can't do that. The only time you're allowed to not say Yushalmi, if everyone else is saying Yushalmi, if it's not clear. Now, I don't understand, when the Grah didn't say Yushalmi, I'm sure everyone knew that. They were waiting, that was the highlight of Friday night, to watch the Grah not say Yushalmi. Right? That's, uh, I don't understand what, where, where Yushalmi was coming from. The Chayr, everyone knew the Grah didn't say it, it was famous. We all know that the Grah didn't say Yushalmi. But that's what he writes. He writes that the only time you can skip Vishamru, if the shul is saying Vishamru, is if it's not going to be obvious that you're skipping out on Vishamru. So that's an interesting thing. So that was one thing that I found interesting. But then the shul got more exciting. Okay, that was one Chiddush. So that's a Vilna Goin. And they did another Vilna Goin, which is less famous. What's the other Vilna Goin? At the end of Mayriv, when you get to Mogin Ovis, so right after the Chazan starts off the Bracha, they shush the whole shul. And no one's allowed to say Mogin Ovis. Only the Chazan says Moganovitz and he ends off and he continues married. So where does that one come from? That's also a Vilna Goin. That, that, that's also a Maiserav. This first Chiddush is the Vilna Goin in Hilchas Mayriv. The second Chiddush from the Vilna Goin is in Hilchas Shabbos. There the Maiserav has a Chiddush, the Vilna Goin is quoted, as saying that when you come to Moganovitz, it's only recited by the Shlech Tzibor and not recited by the people. Now again, not that the Vilna Goin is, is embarrassed or bashful to argue on earlier people, he argued on the Torah two seconds ago, but this is against the Ramon Shulchan Aruch. If you turn to the next simon in Hilchas Shabbos, Reish Samaches, the Ramon writes very clearly that when it comes to Mogen Avos, it should be recited by the Shatz Im Hatzibur. The Tzibur is also supposed to say Mogen Avos in the rest of the Tefillah. So why does the Vilna Goyin hold not to say it? I, the Ramon says, so the Vilna Goyin has a chapir also. The Vilna Goyin says that this Tefillah we talked about this once in the previous year. What exactly was the purpose of the institution of this Tefillah? Me'ain Sheva, why did they introduce it? So he says, the reason why they introduced it was to be moitzi, a guy who comes late. A guy who's coming late, we don't want him to have the first daven when he comes late, because then everyone's going to go home and he's going to be by himself. So the whole purpose of this Me'ain Sheva was to be moitzi someone. Therefore, tiny the Vilnagoyim, why should you say anything? The whole purpose was for you not to talk. The whole purpose of this brach was for you to be quiet and someone else say it for you. So why should you say it? So the minute in this shul was like this Vilnagoyim. That's why they came to Me'ain Sheva, they shushed everyone. No one's allowed to talk. No one's allowed. You can't sing it. Talk, it takes away from a lot of people's. You know, Simcha Shabbos is to sing uh, Magen voice. Okay, but initially the Imam shushed everyone. Right away they shushed everyone. No one's allowed to say anything, and they have to go straight into just the shots is allowed to say. So it's good to see. I'm Sashu with a real Menhage Hagra. They always, whenever you find the shul that goes to Menhage Hagra, you got to make sure they go through all Menhage Hagra. There's a whole list of Menhage Hagra. Some are more popular, some are less popular. But uh, I don't know, I, didn't, I wasn't there long enough to go through all the lists of the Menhagi Agra. But I found it interesting that at least I found that two of the Menhagen that they have Friday night attributes back to the Vilna Gain and the Maiserav. Both of them are widely not accepted in most Kehillahs, even those that, you know, of the Yeshiva should descent that follow the Vilna Gain. But uh, those were two interesting things that struck me that they, uh, they didn't say uh, these two things. Then I was surprised, I went to Davin Shabbos Day in Darche, and I talked uh, after I was very upset. Because after, um, after laning, they read the Haftar from uh, Sefer. Now he went over to someone that was there for Shabbos. I said, I don't understand. That Zayi Shiva, that Baruch Hashem is uh, doing financially well. Why don't they have a cloth? So, you know, a lot of places today have cloth. Zayi Shiva, I would expect a place like Darche to have cloth for uh, Sefer Ter. So the guy told me they do have cloth. But they took it up to camp with them to the mountains. They just opened a big new camp now, a rice, okay, a whole big thing. So he told me they took the cloth up to, with them to the mountains. 
So I said, okay, I don't have a tiny. You can't have two sets of cloth. That's asking too much. But the guy told me, no, Avada, they have cloth here. That's also a discussion we've had in the past about using cloth for the Novi. It's becoming much, much more popular. Baruch Hashem has much more money. So we're spending it on other things that we should spend it on writing cloth. Again, might make the Balkairi's job a little harder. But uh, it's becoming a lot of the yeshivas today have cloth, and a lot of the shuls today have cloth. I'm not saying we should do it here or not. I'm not, uh, not getting involved in that, but it's very popular today to see them using cloth. So I was a little surprised. I think they should have cloth also. But he told me he thinks they do have cloth, they just took it up to the mountains for the summer, which in that case, I should have been down the kapschus, that they had the cloth. But uh, you'll see, you'll look around now, you'll see it's definitely more popular to see cloth Befrat in yeshivas and ready today, even in very regular shuls that are using cloth. Again, I don't know how much it costs, but the Mr. Buru does write that if you could, you have the money, it's more kadai to spend it on that than to spend it on Kiddush. It's more kadai to use it, use the money to buy cloth to use it for the haftar. 